I'll tell you right now. Unless my AT&T bill makes me change anything anytime soon. I have like no... I never connect to Wi-Fi on my phone. I'm only bringing this up because my, I just realized my phone was connected to Wi-Fi for some reason. I only connect to Wi-Fi if like I'm in an area that has no service and I need to get service because that'll usually do it. But I'm like grandfathered into this ridiculously old uh, AT&T plan where I don't have to pay for data. So I have, I don't I'm like I'm like not conditioned to connect to Wi-Fi ever on my phone. Because I don't need to use Wi-Fi. Do either of you have to pay for? I, I don't even know if they're like is is like data still a thing you have to pay for on a phone plan? I have no idea. Um, yes, but um, a I I um I try to connect to Wi-Fi whenever I can, like my own home, everywhere I go, and I guess that's the end of my statement. To be honest, I have twenty gigs. I believe for the two of us on our Verizon. A planet. month? Yeah, it's a ripoff. Um, and it's like, I want to say it's like $39 or something like that for 20. Um, Yikes. And yeah, we I can would never leave almost, the AT&T. We would almost regularly go over it. Um, but now recently that we don't go out and we're in Wi-Fi all the time, I, it's like my bill's like gone down actually. It's like, I think I paid 220 for the two of us. Let me Let me see if I can pull up an AT&T text message quick because I get them every month. But 220 so, is not bad because I used to pay that for myself. So like for two people, I feel like that's not terrible. I don't know. So every month. We get the cheesecake discount too. Like oh, I used to get that too. Every month, like a few, like two weeks into the month, I get a text message from AT&T that says your data use this month. I saw that like. Uh, your data use this month has reached 16 and a half gigabytes. If you exceed 22 gigabytes uh, on your before your next bill cycle, you can still use unlimited data. However, your speeds may, re- may be reduced. Yeah, These motherfuckers rattle the shit throttle. out of my phone all the time. Like I'm not, oh, okay. I'm, so I'm convinced that my phone is always throttled, but I don't pay for it. So I mean, I don't care. I mean, if my phone is running really slow, I might try to connect to Wi-Fi to see if it speeds up, but. Yeah. Like, I, as far as just, like, connecting to Wi-Fi all the time, I never connect to Wi-Fi unless I need to. Oh, really? Something. I always do. That, that's why Verizon uh, Verizon will let you go into a safety mode once you go over your overage so you won't get charged. So they just throttle you, basically. Once you hit that, like, I'll be driving and I can't get, I can, it probably takes, like, 15 minutes to get even on, like, a web page of anything. Yeah. yeah, see, that's garbage. That's yeah. that's trash. That's why, so, that's, yeah. like, I'm, in AT&T, always tries to get me to leave this phone plan they like constantly try to like get me to switch phone plans or like do this or do that and Wait, anytime, how much is it yeah uh, it's not it, i i want to say it might have went up a little bit recently but i think it's like 90 bucks i don't know if that's a lot or not. i have no idea i've been paying i've been paying this same know. bill it's gone up over time but i've been paying the same bill since the first iphone which at the time when that came out, there like wasn't smartphones, so there was like no like data plans. They they didn't like think ahead to be like, oh, there needs to be a data plan. It just was a thing. It was just you you fucking got it. And uh, anyone who had, I don't know when they switched it. I don't know if it was in the second iPhone or not. But at some point they were like, oh, if you still if you had this from then, if you don't change your phone plan, you will continue to keep this phone plan. 
So it's like a phone plan that doesn't exist. And if I I usually buy my new phone through the Apple store and not through AT&T. Um, and every time I have to have like a very, very detailed discussion with the person at, at Apple. I'm like, listen, here's the deal. I have a very specific phone plan. I know you need to like do some things on your side to like pull my phone over here. Please don't like mess anything up that's going to take me off of that plan. Like don't give me some new plan or some promotional plan or something. Please keep me in this area because this is where I want to be. This is where I'm trying to live. Don't fuck this up for me. Um, I, I mean, I don't, is it like, are they like contractually obligated to c- continue to give me this plan? Um, I'm, sh- I mean, I don't know what their initial contract was. I don't know. If, I mean, I feel like any company could say, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. Sorry. Pick something like, else. It's crazy though. They, like, this is, I don't know if they like set it up from the get saying like, oh yeah, we'll just have them grandfathered in. And like, maybe they never you don't have it. it as good as you think you do. Maybe you're like. But I have yeah, no like, idea. Well, here's saying, the thing: you know? is I don't pay for data, so like I yeah. feel like you're sitting here telling me you pay for 20 gigs. I use 20 gigs in, in 14 days. Um, I I don't I can't. If I have to pay for more, I'm I'm fucked because I'm not See, even like, in the mentality to spend my time thinking about going onto Wi-Fi. When we were going out more and when we were able to, I was every spot I went to, I would already be locked into the Wi-Fi password when I walked in. So it would like I'd go to Gulu, I'd go to Sylvan Street, I'd go to like any place like Best Buy. It would like directly link me into their Wi-Fi. I just made it so like most of the places I went, I would always connect to them. But yeah, I don't know. I like that way. Now I'm actually curious. I, I need to look now, I guess, at phone plans and see if I'm actually just paying more than I should be. I don't right. think I am because I think. I'm good with the fucking data. Because data is where they get you. So. Yeah, and I don't pay for data. So, and like I don't like my phone plan is set to like the least amount of minutes or or whatever other things they charge you for. Like I set to the bare bare bones and all that stuff because, I mean, on the iPhone, text message isn't a fucking thing. It's it's an iMessage. It's a data thing. So it's like. It none of that affects me. They fucked up big time. And I'm going on like 13 years of this phone plan. So. Feel yeah, like, but, you have to, but you're on AT&T. That's the problem. See, mm-hmm. you're the you're not the only person that says that to me. But like, I don't have issues with AT&T. Before I had AT&T, I had Verizon because before I had an iPhone, and I never had service with Verizon ever. Like it was the shittiest. I had so <laughs> before Verizon, I had Singular, which worked fine. Then I switched to Verizon, and it was fucking dog shit. And then I went to back to Singular. But then Singular got bought by AT&T or became AT&T or something. So what? What do you mean I never have service anywhere? I always have service. Ah, I was going to say the same thing, no, Mr. No. Winchester. <laughs> you got called out in the middle of your own what? show. No, listen. There's a patch of area in Winchester where I don't have service. No one you has service in that to area. always be in Winchester, then. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no. Jen's going to come in here and say that I'm lying. You're lying. <laughs> no, there are patches for every service that there's no network. I mean, there there's a weird spot on the, spot on the highway in Linfield near Whole Foods that's like a two-minute part of the highway, but I com- always lose service completely in that highway. All right, yeah, you walk away. Whatever you're, whatever you're trying to pull over here. Anyways, welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about phone bills too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. 
As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Friday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Lazier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that was more of a, a visual gag than, than an audio one, Mike. So, hold on. You have a weird, I'm assuming, like, maybe Rick and Morty filter or some space station filter? Are the glasses tied to that filter or are those two separate filters? Two separate things. I was going to say, those glasses do not... not, I mean, you're rocking it, but it's not the same aesthetic. And I was very confused if they were tied together. And then I'm even more confused because Todd's wearing actual glasses and I'm like, who is this? It's also a filter. Uh, Rounding us out this evening is the former Overwatch fiend, Mr. Action Bang Bang Shoot 'em Up, Todd Gary. Shit's getting scary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? What's that? You you can't you can't both do the mic thing because I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> good, I'm good. I just fucking I feel like I need to play like two games tonight just to get through tomorrow. Uh, it, is Todd breaking up just on my end? No, he's breaking up for me too. Todd. Oh, you got to Wi-Fi. We spent ten minutes talking about Wi-Fi, and you're not even connected to Wi-Fi. What's going on here? Listen, and then you guys talking shit. They're like, okay, we'll throttle you right. So that happens. You get you get throttled by Big Brother. Big Brother's paying attention. They're keeping an eye on you. Yeah, I don't know. I, Todd's uh, we might have lost, we might have lost Todd. He's he's chopping up a lot. So Mike, we're gonna we're gonna run through housekeeping while Todd figures out what the fuck is going on. What the fuck is going on? So this episode has so this- podcast. Oh Todd, you gotta you gotta mute our volume or something. <laughs> This episode of the Fast Control Podcast is a fucking train wreck, but it is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Patty. Oh, don't put their don't put their names on this garbage. <laughs> if you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday and need to get yourself some delicious delicious treats. I don't know what that second word was gonna be that was starting with an S. I was gonna say scrumptious maybe, but I stuttered, I guess, and said delicious twice. Uh anyways, you can head on down to them. At Fridays at 4 to 10. I don't know what Mike's trying to do with his camera. Saturday uh, from 2 to 10. And Sundays from 2 to 9. Oh, your cat's passed out. Navi left. There's no double cat passed outs here. Uh, you can check out. them out on social media. <laughs> at Goodnight Fatty. And educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. But that's not all. You want something something sweet, something savory, something spicy in the morning on a Sunday? They get you covered. You can get yourself a chubby from 8 to 2 on Sundays. And let me tell you right now. It's a changing world. It's a very, uh, you know, interesting time, dangerous time, you know, unhappy time for a lot of people. You don't want to leave your house. I get it. I don't leave my house. I barely leave my house. I social distance. I wear a fucking mask. You want to leave your house? That's fine. Goodnight Fatty will deliver to your door if you're in the North Shore area. Make sure to check them out on social media, like I said, at Goodnight Fatty to get up to date times and when and where they're doing deliveries to. And uh, yeah. That's all I got on Goodnight Fatty. They're good people. Support local when you can, especially during this time. Other housekeeping things. Mike, your filter just fucked me up because I didn't see you put that on. And I just looked real quick and I'm like, whoa. Uh, with the Bits and Brews episode, you checked it on YouTube. PTC Movie Club. We're almost at the end of the month. So you need to get on that Hereditary. If you're trying to watch Hereditary, listen to us talk about it. At the end of this month, you can watch Hereditary and join in the fun with us. And I promise the next movie is not going to be as shitty as that one. I'll tell you that. The next spoiler cast we got coming out is Persona 5 Royal. 
more on that soon. And then you can look for our PAX East, uh, PAX East, our PAX online panels to drop in September. Uh, we're in the middle of recording those this week, and I'm burnt out, let me tell you. And I'm not a video editor. It's a lot of work. But look for those in September. We'll, uh, we, have our, we have all the dates and all the information up on our social media, but I'll plug that more aggressively as we get closer to those panels airing at twitch.tv slash PAX3. Anyways, I think this is as good as time as ever to talk about what games we've been playing. Is Todd back? Is he? Is he? I don't know. Is my shit so fucked up? Or... No, it looks like it's working good now. I think I think I figured out what it was, unless it's still doing it. But um, I had the baby monitor directly next to me, <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's still doing I, it. But I mean, maybe. So now Todd's just like, yeah, Logan can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I have I have it so far to the back of the room that I can barely. It looks like I'm like looking at a little ant. <laughs> I wonder if that is what it was, because you're. I mean, you're working fine now. But it was weird though, because you were working fine at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Big, big, big Verizon keeping an eye on you, keeping tabs. We're like, oh yeah, I'll show you free fucking data. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, what you been playing this week? Anything good? Anything new? Anything fun? What you got going on over there in in Mike world? What can I find you, man. Good shit. You even played one video game this week, Mike? Uh. Don't make me. Don't make me fucking pull the receipts up on you. Pull up the receipts. I don't give a shit, man. Um. <laughs> Did uh, probably just Fall Guys, right? I don't think I played Fall Guys this week, did I? We did at one point, I think, didn't we? We played yeah. like Monday or Tuesday night, I think. Yeah, we played we played together one night. Played Fall Guys. Um, I downloaded and played a little Beat Saber. Oh, the Lincoln Park stuff. Yeah, that's it. There's definitely something else you played because I saw you post about it. And now I can't remember what it was. Yeah. And I like, I wanted to keep a mental note in my head about, oh, Mike played this game. If he doesn't bring it up, I'll ask him about it. And now I completely forgot. I need to see what I, I need to look at my own Twitter to see if I posted I'm, it. I'm pretty sure you tweeted out another game that you played or bought or downloaded or something. But while you're looking for that, how is the Linkin Park uh, pack for, for Beat Saber? Because I have not purchased that yet. Um, it's good. I think I only played four songs and I maybe beat two of them. Um, and I think I there was tried like so hard. That, <laughs> is that on there? Uh, yeah, it is on there. Um, I think I played four songs, beat maybe two, and then I haven't touched the rest yet. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm sure it'll be better than the Imagine Dragons set. I have nothing against Imagine Dragons. I just don't like care about their music i guess so i bought that when it came out and i was like yeah i mean i'm happy there's more songs but i don't really fucking want to sit here and play this shit the only thing i can find is that i i played well actually i lost it i played super hot again because i didn't finish feeding it super i could have sworn i saw you talk about something else maybe i'm just thinking of the fact that you're you're on another playthrough for summer five maybe and even that i think i popped in for like a hot second and then i got to i think i told you that i got to like where you have to stop in the second palace and mm. it was like, oh. and then I, I i just think it's funny that uh not only is mike probably going to end up lapping me in a, in a I don't know, is this your third playthrough of persona um it depends on how you want to count it so on his 
umpteenth time of playing Persona, he's probably going to end up lapping me. And uh, he's also going to platinum that game. Is that what you're going for, Mike? Are you going for that platinum? I I think I might attempt the platinum only because, like I again explained to you, a number of the a number of the trophies I have left are all like random things I can just do in the city that I just didn't do, like selling my clothes or going fishing. They're all yeah. things that I just I never bothered doing. The first so is time. the platinum on Royal just not a hard platinum as long as you do all that stuff? It seems like it. I'd have to look at what my other trophies are, but like I think I have like seven or eight trophies missing. One of them is the platinum. A bunch of them are just like random things like that in the city. And then one of them actually involves the metaverse, which might be difficult, but we'll see. It probably think, is difficult. I just, I, I've never bothered trying to do it for real before. I'd have to look at the trophies for vanilla, but it sounds like Royal might be an easier platinum than vanilla. I think it is. I, I would have to look too, but I think I'm missing a bunch of trophies in vanilla. It's weird. It's have like PlayStation made their games easier to platinum because I feel like it's fairly easy to platinum Last of Us Two and it's fairly easy to platinum um, Ghost of Tsushima. They don't tie anything to difficulty, which is what like I feel like so many games used to do that. Like you had to beat it on like the hardest to get that achievement. I think that I don't know. I, I'd actually be really curious to see what the actual user base on both. I guess on Steam too, between Steam, Xbox, and PlayStation, who actually cares about trophies and achievements? Are they called achievements on Steam too? Yeah. So I'm like, because I like mildly care about achievements on Xbox to the point where I like, I would prefer to play a game on Xbox if it's available elsewhere because A, that's where most of the people I'm playing with play, but also because I'd rather just get the gamer score. Even though it doesn't do anything, I would just rather get achievements um and there are some games that i like actively go after achievements or i'm like oh i'll play more of that to get you know this achievement or that achievement whatever but i'm curious as to what the actual player base is that cares about these things because i feel like playstation has a, a devoted community for people that care about trophies and there's a devoted community on xbox that cares about achievements um and if i'm a if i'm making a game you know and i'm like let me make these achievements or trophies a little bit easier. I feel like that is more enticing for someone who might be an achievement hunter or a trophy hunter yeah. to be like, oh, this is not a hard game to get a platinum. I want another platinum. Let me play this fucking game. Oh, this is an easy 1,000 gamer score? Okay, let me fucking bang out this game. I feel like that's a selling point to a it's specific fun. community. Yeah, well, I've always loved achievements, and that's why I've always loved Xbox. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to find out what my achievements. I have like, I think I definitely have the highest achievement score. Like, mine's ridiculous. Out of oh, out of all of us, yeah, for yeah, sure you do. Yeah, I have eighty six thousand eight hundred and sixty six. I don't know I where everyone else is. I think I'm probably in the sixties somewhere. Yeah, I uh, like... but I used oh, to be ahead. big into them way more, but uh, I still love achievements now. I go in and out of phases with achievements, though. So, um, I'm kind of the same way. If, I, if I'm not playing, like, a multiplayer game that we're playing consecutively, uh, like, every other day, I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to start going after achievements. And I go through phases. But I will say, with the resurgence of us playing PlayStation recently, I've never been a trophy guy, but I'm kind of like, okay, I want to get that number up. I want to pump my uh, my stats up a little bit. Because, like, I see other people that were friends with them. Like, everyone's, like, 18, 16, and I'm like, nine. Yeah. You know, like, I've, I've only played. So, like, it's, I'm kind of getting into those trophies, but it's, uh, I mean, obviously, I like the Xbox more just because. Yeah. 
I've been doing that forever on Xbox. PlayStation had to like correct course to start doing that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd ever switch my like I care about achievements. I don't necessarily care about trophies. I, like I you know yeah if I can get five wins in a row I'm gonna get that Fall Guys platinum and then I'll be happy and I don't care if I get a platinum ever again. But uh. If you want to get a platinum, just play Spider-Man. It's like the easiest game to get a platinum. Yeah, but see, like I don't care about it that way. If it was on Xbox, I would probably play it to get the thousand gamer score because that's that's a different story. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of do like the fact that PlayStation has not trophies, but I like that there is like a like a it's basically a bonus trophy. If you get all of the trophies, you get the platinum trophy. Yeah. I wish there was like some other demarcation on xbox where if you thousand gamer scored a, a game like you got like something for it yeah. um that you yeah could, no i do like how they do that on playstation i agree like if if it was like oh yeah you like your game your total gamer score is one thing but also it's like oh like i've you know i've gotten the fucking gamer score crown in 20 games like it's like another little stat that i think people would care about especially the people that care about achievements and trophies um what i really need to happen is Nintendo needs to fucking make one of these things. They do it in some of their games. Like the games themselves will have uh like in-game achievements. Um but if they made it like a system-wide thing, I would be fucking playing way more Nintendo games than I already do. Without a question. Yeah, I wish they did their own thing, you know, same way. I'd be I would I would love it. Cuz I feel like they would tie it to like fucking like your me somehow or like your icon and if like you know you could get this many fucking achievements and you get like a stupid fucking color or something i don't know like even if xbox did that like i i would immediately care more about achievements if it was like oh if you had this much gamer score you get like this type of emblem on your fucking profile i would care in immensely more about achievements than i already do if there was like more bragging rights because it's i think the way i feel like it's probably part of the mentality of why achievements and trophies etc exist is it's kind of like it harkens back to arcades where arcades like you go to the fucking your local arcade oh pac-man the high score fucking you know fucking bg has the high score like Achievements are kind, of, and the trophies are kind of like the high score of modern console gaming, where it's like, oh, I have the platinum, oh, I have this, oh, I have this, and it's like Todd doesn't have that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's it's basically like rankings, like it's like a scoreboard, it's like a leaderboard. Yeah. So I feel like if they added some sort of like cosmetic to your profile based on your score or how many platinum trophies or something you had, I feel like people would get into it even more. If like you're on your friends list. If Todd had like 20 platinums, you know, he had a special emblem next to his name or like his fucking thing was highlighted or something. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. I think people would care more. I think you would even get people who don't care about achievements and trophies to care about it if that's what you decided to do. Um, but anyways, I don't know how he got from what is Mike playing to a deep dive on um, trophies and achievements. Speaking of which, Brennan, do you think I was playing Flight Simulator? Mm-hmm. Oh, do you think yes. I because I could not get that game to run? I never actually played it. I just downloaded. Oh, okay, that's what I like. I Mike definitely fucking played something. No, I, so you I didn't tweet it. You texted it. it to me and Todd. I texted to you and Todd just to say that I was downloading it because I think oh, Todd was talking about that's it. That's what it was. But I never like. actually played it. Is it just because you need specific uh specs to run it, or 
um part of it was because i was too lazy to get like a controller to plug to my to connect to my computer and part of it was because when i tried to run it it got hung up on something and i was like i don't feel like messing with this and i stopped so right now it's just a game that's taking up a hundred something gigs on my hard drive that i'm not actually gonna play yeah you should probably take that off your hard drive <laughs> i mean i don't really care i think i put it on my two or three terabyte hard drive that's in my computer somewhere oh, so I don't i'm like i just got fucking hard drives falling out of the sky look at me Mr. in call of duty yeah i know Fuck, I haven't updated that game in a long time. Probably Same. not going to update it. Same. But what about Utah? What have you been playing? Um, I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, I've been playing um, Super Mario 3D Land for the Wii U. I broke up my Wii U recently, and I basically almost beat it again. But uh, Oh, you've been playing 3D World? Yes. Like alone or with Liam? Oh, with Liam. No, yeah, oh, okay. yeah with Liam. I forgot that like Captain Toad started from the, from this game too. I completely forgot like that's probably that's where they got the idea for Captain Toad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's uh. I I love it though. It's the game's so good. I I definitely it's my favorite Mario game hands down. I I like I'll still play it again when it comes to Switch too. You know. Like, it's it's definitely one of the best. I yeah. I can't wait for that to come to Switch because when that comes to Switch, I'm that's like a day one purchase. I hope it's this year actually. That would right. be like a perfect fucking uh game for for me this year um yeah what else i'm also playing spirit bar however you say that i don't even know if i pronounce that right but uh that game so far is absolutely incredible uh, i foresee myself playing a lot of this game i don't know how long it is though i think i looked it up and it said it was 30 hours which makes me happy because i wouldn't expect it to be that long yeah but, i think uh, it's got a decent a decent uh play time okay yeah i think you'll really like it uh it's more of a story-based game like the 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 game mechanic mechanics aren't anything like you know yeah, I think I think when it initially got revealed, it might have been an indie direct, and I'm pretty sure I I might have wrote written up an article about like, oh, these are the games that look good to me from the indie direct, and I think Spirit Fair was one of them. Regardless, it's it's been on my radar for a while, so I'm happy it's out. I'm happy it's on Game Pass too, because I'll definitely download that and give it a shot. Um, it's fucking gorgeous. So the game is like the art style of it is um really cool. I didn't realize it was all hand drawn. I didn't yeah. know they were doing the whole uh, cuphead thing. So it just feels great. And it's weird. Like, you can hug these characters. The whole point of the, do you want, like, me to go and do you want to just play it for yourself? Or do you want, I mean, it's just like basically. No, I know, I know a lot about it. Like, so it was at PAX East, but I purposely didn't play it because I knew I already wanted to play this game. Yep. But you, you can go into detail. It's fine. No, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not even really that far. I'm like, I feel like I played a good amount, but I'm not that far. But, um, you are a spirit fire, I guess. Uh, you meet this guy at the beginning. Within f- five seconds of the game, when it starts, you meet like this huge dude in like this lake, and I was like, "Oh, this looks gorgeous." And now, and then I didn't realize it was hand drawn though when I first started playing it. But um, yeah, you just continue. You're basically helping people who are either dying or or either dead. I don't know yet. Um, and like spending time with them their last couple days, basically, and it's all like family. And um, yeah. you you're, you're on a boat and you keep on building like houses and you cook and there's so much to do in the game it's great i wasn't expecting any usually games like this don't really interest me but uh i'm psyched i gave it a chance because it's all i want to play as of recent this i'm telling you game pass is the best deal in gaming it is still somehow slept on for people because i think just people don't have xboxes but uh yeah i mean you, you just you just completely uh validated why game pass is so amazing this is a game you probably would have 
not played. Yet yeah, it's on like Game Pass. I wouldn't, Pass have, bought, I I wouldn't have bought it on Switch on a sale, on sale maybe if it like went like you know what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. don't know how much. It, exactly but you you may have bought it on possibly Switch. Yeah. yeah meanwhile it's you know it's a free you know quote-unquote free download on game pass you give it a shot and it's like click quickly becoming a 10 out of 10 for you i was gonna say this will be like and i feel like this game will be in talks for my like game of the year not like it won't be my game of the year but like it'll be a game that i'm like this is one of my favorite games i played this year just based off of like the first four to five hours of the game yeah no i'm, I'm excited i this week has been a disaster for me just with uh, work and uh, passing controller stuff and then the two packs panels. There's like so much going on right now for me that like besides a very little bit of Persona 5, I haven't played a ton besides stuff that I've played on Switch in bed because I can't sleep because I don't sleep anymore because of the world. Um, but before I get into stuff that I've been playing, what 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 else Todd besides uh, Spirit Fire? Uh, I played a little bit of Battletoads. Um... What do you I, think of that? From what I heard, it's like a three-hour game. Uh, I had a good time with like the first like half hour to forty-five minutes I played. Um, it's very like Saturday morning cartoon, like 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 Teen Titans kind of humor almost, you know. Okay. And, and uh, some of the jokes landed for me, especially like the beginning, because they're basically shitting on the fact that like they're walking, they're fighting down this like uh red carpet basically like they're going into their own game it's like a tutorial basically and they're it, it does they throw a lot of like humor in there but like i was assuming the jokes wouldn't land but some of them were pretty good um but yeah i don't know i don't think it's going to be anything that i'm going to be like you gotta play this game but did, i would uh, recommend it did you play battletoads like old battletoads back in the day yes yeah were you a fan of those uh yeah back in the day it was like a huge deal the game was impossible though but yeah it oh was a, so hard but that was—I like, I remember everyone like being like into that game. Did you ever play Battletoads and Double Dragons, like the the collab game? I want to say I did, but what was it for? Was it for Nintendo as well? Or? It was probably on Nintendo. It was probably on Genesis too. But I—I'm pretty sure I only ever played it in the arcade. But I think it was also on Super Nintendo and Genesis, or maybe NES and Genesis. But regardless, I I like I love Battletoads. Like Battletoads is impossible, but I uh, I love that game growing up, like more than I like Double Dragon. I like I've played Double uh, Dragon. But I, I, I I think I'm a bit I I liked Battletoads, but Double Dragon like one and two are like some of my favorite games of all time. Um, so I'm I'm super pumped that Battletoads is out. I just again I've had such a busy week. I haven't been able to like commit to new experiences besides one that i'll get to in a second which i think you've also played um so besides a short hike have you played anything else no i think that's it uh just i've dug way deeper into animal crossing again I'm back. after finishing ghosts now i'm like i can put more care that, into my animal that, crossing that's game. the best thing about animal crossing it's 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 always there it's never going to be gone it's always and i never gonna stopped be... playing it but i was now i'm back to playing two hours a day again yes <laughs> yeah like... that's the thing is like I'll go through I'll go through peaks and valleys where I'll there'll be a day where I'm fucking playing for hours and I'm just like planting and moving yep. things around and like thinking about what I want to do next or just doing fucking nothing and swimming and fucking diving for fucking stuff in the ocean. And then there'll be days where I'm just like, all right, let me hop in, check the store, you know, see who's on my island and fucking, you know, dick around for a minute and then I'm out. Um, but yeah, for me, I meant to talk about this last week, but I, I forgot to. I finished Super Liminal last week, which is a game that was on my radar since the first time that I saw it get revealed somewhere. I think it might have been in, I think it was actually revealed for the first time in, uh, 
kind of funny game showcase like two years ago maybe i yeah uh but regardless that game was always something that looked really cool to me a very interesting concept where uh i know todd's familiar with what the game i'm talking about mike do you remember this game super liminal i remember the title and i can't remember is that the uh no i can't pretend to like remember what the actual gameplay was it's is basically it's a first person puzzle game where the puzzle mechanics pretty much focus around perspective. I then I do kind of remember like something would look like it's next to you, but really it's like super far away and it's huge or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you all of the puzzles in progression in the game are based around uh, perspective for the most part, um, not really illusions maybe optical illusions but it's it's really interesting how the puzzle mechanics work and function because i think they kind of nail it every time it's it's not like this open world thing it's more of like you're in rooms and each time you progress you go into a new area and there's different types of puzzles you have to to attack and there's there were a few times where i felt like because really your only uh inputs in the game are walking around jumping and interacting with an object and when you when you go to interact with something the icon changes from a circle to a hand so there were a few times where i think you could figure out the puzzle by figuring out what you could grab but that was like very few and far between there were definitely some puzzles that i didn't feel like the difficulty spiked too hard but there were definitely some times where i had to like sit down and like assess the room and be like okay what do I need to do right now to leave this room? Like, what what do I have to move around? Um, and I really enjoyed it because it reminded me of when and I, I wrote a review. If you want to read my full thoughts on this, you can check it out at pastcontroller.io. But uh, in my review, I mentioned this because it, it's what kind of like linked this game to me immediately when I saw it was when I was in college, I had the chance to go to Spain. And when I was in Spain, I went to the uh, Salvador Dali Museum in i think it was in figueres regardless i went to the dali museum and one of the exhibits in there was uh it was up close it was a painting but what you did not know unless you went to a specific part of the museum if you went to a specific part of the museum and looked from a distance at that same painting it was actually a very small painting within a giant painting and I never saw something like that in person to that scale. So like it fucking blew my mind. I was like, this is incredible because like you have no idea that this is just a small piece of something larger. And it was really, really cool. So when I saw this game for the first time, I was like, immediately made me think of that. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I like going to the museum. I mean, we're lucky in Massachusetts. I mean, we're not far from New York. There's good museums in New York too, but there's good museums in Massachusetts. And uh, I like going to the, 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 now I can't remember the name of it, the ICA, the LCA. There's like a contemporary modern art museum that's kind of newer in, in Massachusetts. And uh, I like going there because they have really interesting art exhibits. And I feel like this is something, like the game kind of makes me think of being in a museum, even though the game doesn't take place in a museum. It takes place in like a in a dream state. Um, I'll say for me, the the weakest part of the game was probably the narrative, which I think they tried to do something really clever or really good with it but it just didn't connect with me and maybe i just missed something or maybe it just you know maybe it is good and it just didn't resonate with me but uh it felt like it it had 
the vibe of Portal on a narrative sense, but it didn't affect me the way Portal did. Where Portal, I feel like I immediately grabbed on to those characters and like the story it was trying to tell beneath a very very interesting puzzle game. Where this was a very interesting puzzle game, but the narrative didn't really connect with me in that way. Um, but I would totally recommend checking it out. I think it's like kind of slept on. I haven't really heard many people talk about this game, and I think if you like the idea of perspective-based puzzles, I think you would enjoy this game a lot. Uh, if if the idea of perspective-based puzzles does not grab your attention, maybe not something you should check out. But uh, I, I, I loved it. I had a really great time with it. I was I was uh, I had high hopes for it. I don't think it met that like high level expectation, which was I wanted to put it in a portal category. Um, but I still think it's really good and really worth checking out if that's your type of jam. Um, other than that, I have been just pretty much primarily playing Persona 5, but I did. So there was the indie direct that happened this week and in that direct was a short hike coming to switch which has been a game that's been like i know people have mentioned it when they talk about like oh favorite indies best indies indies they love a short hike gets thrown around a lot so it's a game that was i think only on steam prior to this or on pc prior to this so it coming to switch uh as a timed exclusive which it'll eventually come to other consoles i believe after this window of time um I was super jazzed to check it out. I know Todd downloaded it. I downloaded it right away. I finished it already, so I won't go into too much because I don't think Todd's finished it yet. No, I haven't finished it. But uh, what, what, that what game's do you super think? long. What do you think? <laughs> it's like two hours. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was digging it a lot recently. I just haven't, like, I've been all over the place this week, so I, like, don't know why I even, I, I mean, I bought it because it was cheap, but I definitely want to play it. I, for some reason, I thought it was already out on consoles because I remember seeing stuff about it towards the end of, like, last year. And I, I always was interested in it because I remember like uh, Jason Schreier and all, those guys were like all talking about that game, seeing how like peaceful it was. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it feels really peaceful. It's funny that this and the uh, Spiritfire, both of them, just super, super peaceful games. Oh, yeah. That that was so like I Animal won't, Crossing. I won't, yeah, pretty you know? much. I, I won't like go into detail about the, the story. Not that there's like a heavy narrative, but I won't like say anything about that because uh, I do think the end of it is is. Uh, gives you a certain feeling and i i i appreciated what the game did but it's it's like super relaxing the music is so good the art style is great like it's just a nice little world it's a very compact experience it's a very quick experience i mean it can be a little bit longer if you want 100 percent it because there's like a bunch of side things you can do um which i think i did a lot of the side things in my playthrough because i knew that it was a short experience and i didn't want to just blow through it super quick um Oh, but but there's no achievement, so there's no reason. Well, I mean that's that's I mean if, <laughs> it, know, if it comes real, when it comes out on Xbox, <laughs> I might play it again to be honest. But uh, I I really loved it. It's just a super super charming experience. Uh, the I know Todd mentioned this to me in text, but the, like the glide mechanic around there is so nice. It's just like a, it's just a really pleasing game. Like there's there's not much bad to say about it. Like it's just a fun small experience. I think it's really worth checking out. Um, if you like, you know, just laid back platformers it has a light narrative it has a light message behind it um but it's just it's just a good experience in, in a time where everything's so stressful and everything fucking blows in the world uh you know it's not a, not a bad little little experience to have and then i also downloaded blaze blue central fiction on my switch because it was on sale and i do enjoy a good fighting game and i have not played central fiction and 
it's good. I'm garbage at it, but I'm going to give it some more time, uh, obviously, because I got to learn some characters and, and stuff. But uh, definitely a fantastic anime fighter. I highly recommend Blaze Blue in general. I, I, I've i never played a, a bad Blaze Blue game. I'm sure people who are a little bit more in in tune with the FGC community might uh, or the fighting game community might uh, have some words about specific Blaze Blue games. But Central Fiction is great. The Switch version has all of the DLC, so it has all the additional characters and stuff in there already. So that's why I ended up picking up the Switch version as opposed to the PlayStation version, which was also on sale this week. Anyways. And don't forget, I, I wasn't actually listening to you. You were playing through all those dancing games. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I So I briefly mentioned that last podcast because I downloaded them, I think, that day or that or or the day before or something. But, uh, yeah, I have so <laughs> I downloaded the Persona Dancing All Night collection or Dancing Whatever collection, which includes Persona 3, Persona 4 and Persona 5 Dancing. I really want to play Persona 5 Dancing, but it has story, story spoilers, so I can't play it yet. But I played through all of the songs. I unlocked all the songs in, in Persona 4. I can't play through the story mode of Persona 4 Dancing because it has story spoilers, and I'd like to play Persona 4 at some point. So I don't want to spoil the whole story for me. But I'll say this, and now Todd's going to fight with me on this. It has bangers. And the intro uh, song, Golden? The, yes, the intro song is a banger. But <laughs> Persona 5 has way better music i mean i'm only basing it off of the opening song because i don't think there's a better song than that yeah i mean if you're gonna no persona 4 has other really good songs like they really do but songs. i think the best song is fucking what's it called it shadow world that that opening song yeah it's called shadow world it's pretty good i'm actually now that you're saying this i'm probably gonna turn it on fucking after this and, and play through it a few times but uh no there's like way i think there's better songs actually but I like I like those characters too. Like like it's just there's some good personality in in just the dancing game alone. And I was like, all right, I I check it out. I'll say this: if you like rhythm games, it's a different type of rhythm experience. I don't think it's bad. It's just not a right. It, it's obviously not like an instrument uh, rhythm game. But I, I don't think it's a bad rhythm game. I think it takes a little bit to get used to. But once you get used to the mechanics, it's not terrible. Um, but I think if ultimately if you like Persona and you like Persona music, I think they're definitely worth checking out because it's just another excuse to be near those characters and be in that music again. Um, I really can't wait to finish Persona 5 because I want to play Persona 5 dancing because I think I'm going to fucking love it. Um, does, your, does your Vita still work? My Vita still works, yeah. Oh, okay. You never wow. bought Golden on it? No, because I have the same mentality with the... Persona 5 that Golden will eventually get ported to something that I want to play it on. And so Sega... I read it was a huge success, so I feel like they're going to yes. continue to do that. Yeah, so basically Sega came out and said, because they, they own Atlas now, uh, Sega came out and said Persona 4 Golden was such a huge success on, on Steam that now they're aggressively looking at other games to port to other platforms, including Steam. So I think this means we're going to see other atlas games at the bare minimum come to switch i hope it means xbox too because i mean people will buy these games they don't necessarily i mean they would obviously benefit from a a remaster or an hd port or something but like 
from what I understand, the, the Persona 4 Golden port to Steam is just a port. They didn't change the game at all. They didn't update it in any way. Is that correct, Mike? I think so. Yeah. So they, they like, they're not looking to invest more assets into making the game more modern or better graphics. They're just investing into porting into new systems, which is fine because you have people on Xbox who will fucking play these games. You clearly have people on Steam that will play these games. So give us this, give us that Switch love Wait, too. What happened to that Persona game that was supposed to come out for Switch? It wasn't like a typical style Persona game. It looked cool. It looked like a uh, it's out in Japan. Hyrule Warriors. So yes, be getting it eventually. Okay. Maybe. that yeah. game looked awesome. Uh, it's called Persona Five Scramble. So it's like a Scramble, Musou game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's like a it's like Dynasty Warriors. Yes, kind of like Dynasty yeah, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's also a like a canonical story ex- like sequel to Persona 5. I believe as it stands, unless there's like DLC in the future, it is a sequel to Vanilla and not to Royal. Unless oh. would that go to Switch or would that go to PlayStation? Is that like something that's or it's it's said that's coming to Switch, right? It's coming to Switch and PlayStation. It is okay. Well, I mean, it's already Mike said it's, it's already, already out of Japan. So maybe so, they should so Seattle drop that in fucking holiday time. That's something people can stop bitching about. So that's the thing with Persona games, and maybe all Atlas games, to be honest, is they usually come out like a year early in Japan, and then they take it like about a year to get localized and come out over here. Um, and that's kind of why. Shin Megami Tensei, the new one that's being made exclusively for the Switch, is kind of a big deal that they announced that it's going to be a worldwide release because normally Atlas games are not worldwide releases. They're normally like they come out in Japan first and then they come out like a year or two later over here. Um, anyways, so we are rolling through here. So I think the, the really the last thing we should talk about here a little bit is uh is the indie direct that happened this week. Cause there was actually like, I thought it was a really good showing. I know some people get kind of upset at, you know, the fact that we get like an indie direct and not a real direct and you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think that indie directs hold the same amount of weight as it, you know, as anything else. Um, and I thought there were a lot of good games that were shown off there. Um, I mean, it, it started off with a bang for me. I love super giant games. And the fact that Hades is finally leaving PC and coming to consoles is fucking amazing because I think this game looks awesome, and I can't wait to play it on Switch. Um, so they started off with that, which looked really cool. Um, I mean, I, I know this game looks really cool. I'm excited for that to come to Switch finally, or just consoles in general. Uh, and then they moved on to Hypnospace Outlaw, which I know a game that looked good to Todd. Uh, that was like the, it was like it looked like it was like you know, you're in the 90s on your on your laptop on fucking AOL. Yeah, that looked good um so that that looks interesting i think that's coming out soon let me look at uh yeah august 27th so that's coming out soon which uh i think if you pre-purchase it now on switch actually you get a discount a bunch of these games that are either out now or coming soon actually which i don't think they've done this in indie world directs prior uh a bunch of these games have a discount if you buy them now or pre-purchase them now which is kind of cool so definitely if any of these games sound or look interesting to you you should check them out now and uh see if they're on discount like 10 save 10 percent, save 25 percent, stuff like that uh obviously spirit fair which 
shadow dropped after the direct which is kind of cool you always kind of get those you always look forward to to those types of things there's usually at least one available now and spirit fair was one of them there are a bunch of games too from the indie world direct that got uh demos so there's a lot of demos that also dropped with with uh these announcements earlier this week we got the reveal that garden story which is a game i played at pax uh, is coming to Switch, which initially it was only supposed to come to PC. I don't think it's out on PC yet, but it's coming to Switch in 2021, and I'm really excited about this. Um, I think, Mike, did you play it at PAX, too? Garden Story? No, I think I just kind of sat behind you guys while you played it. Okay. Um, I, I like, really enjoyed this. It's basically, it's like a dungeon crawler where you're trying to, uh, like, help the town that you're in. But it's it's got really cute characters. Uh, it has a, has really good uh, vibe, has good music. Like I I enjoyed it a lot. It's it's definitely a a more cozy approach to a to a, like a dungeon crawler. Uh, but I, I loved it a lot. And uh, the the team behind it at Rose City Games, uh, Jenny Windham, friend of the show, she's actually on our indies panel for PAX Online. Um, she is on that team and also was in the direct, which is pretty fucking dope. And it's a bucket list thing to be in in a in a Nintendo Direct is pretty fucking dope. Uh, then we get Subnautica, which I have no interest in. I think so. Might have a I, bit. Yeah, I I still go back to this game. This game's it's really fucking cool. If it, I think that it would be perfect on Switch if it plays well, and I'm sure it will play well because it doesn't seem like it's like super hard hard to run. Yeah. Um, but it's a really fun game. Um, and it's very deep. It's not like you're it's not like this like very linear game. It's kind of like almost Minecrafty though, where they drop you into this world. You you're you crash land in the ocean on an alien planet basically, uh, and then you have to basically you start in this little pod that you have in the water. It's like a safety pod. And you start diving. You got to scan fish, pick stuff up, and um, you can start crafting things. But you get to the point where you can craft like you know scuba gear, like these things that pull you in the water, and it has like this story to it that gets deeper and deeper. So uh. Yeah, it's something I wish I could play on my handheld because I play it way more on the Switch. Yeah, it's on Game Pass though. <laughs> no, it's on Game Pass. Maybe I'll check it out. You know, I, I, I have like you know, I have like no interest in it though. It was really. Are, I, I think you might like. I don't like Ocean that much, so it's like has the same effect on me that it does as Sea of Thieves when you're in the water, where it like makes me very like uneasy, even though I know it's just a fucking video game. No, I'm the same way. I mean, listen, now you understand how I feel about spiders i don't get no i don't get the spider thing no <laughs> fuck you ocean the same shit but th- <laughs> honestly i'll tell you right now i also have like weird fears with like open water like oceans and lakes yeah. and stuff but there's a weird type of fear that creeps in anytime i fall in the water and see a thieves that's because the water I'm, effects are so good the water effects like, are so good but like the whole time I'm like is there a fucking shark near me? Like, I don't need a shark chasing me right now. Like, I don't need It's like need the this. cloudiness of the water at the top, like the way yes. it like ripples and layers and like, it's like undertow almost. And you just, and when you, when you sail in that game, and I played that game a lot and I still want to get back into that game so bad. But like, if you're just sailing by yourself. And you jump, jump into off these after this? Are we getting into some seeds? Yeah, I will. Absolutely. But if you jump into like the ocean in the middle of nowhere, it's like terrifying in a weird way. And I know that game's like so simplistic as far as like its art no, style it's and everything. it's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying in that correct. game. It's fucking yeah, terrifying. It's, it's it like is like a fun. horrible feeling. Yeah. 
Absolutely, and it's, it never leaves you. I remember when we first started playing, and there was a sharks everywhere you went. I don't think yes. sharks are as like bad right now, but nah, they're still, still there. I don't know. But it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't even matter if they're not there. It's the Jaws effect. It's like you know they exist. Well, now there's like a kraken at all times. There's the, uh, the, the like the squid. There's like seven different things that can happen while you're just sailing, right? There's so much stuff in that game now. Like if we jump back into it, we'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? Listen, like what are we doing? I- I am down to get into Sea of Thieves. Wait until this week is over when PAX panels are done and, and right. edited and seated. I'm down to dive into something like that. Uh, but they also shown off Subnautica Below Zero, which is the, the sequel, uh, which is also coming. Then they showed off Takashi and Hiroshi, which apparently is a game that came out on Apple Arcade, which I wasn't aware of, and I still pay for Apple Arcade. So I downloaded it on Apple Arcade last night. I haven't played it yet. Um but this game looked fucking awesome to me. It's like claymation art style where it's like about two brothers. One of them's building an RPG for the other brother. It it seems like a game that I would fucking love. So I'm really excited to dive into it. I'm probably just going to play it on Apple Arcade since I'm still paying for that for some dumb fucking reason. Um, but I know that's one of the games that's also on sale on Switch and launched on Switch. So if you are interested in that and don't have Apple Arcade, I would definitely check it out because it looks fucking gorgeous um then we got raji in ancient epic which this looks really cool i don't think this one launched as well but i think it might also be pre-purchase sale uh but it's a it's it's a it, lo- it was a really gorgeous looking action adventure uh game that was set in india um i think that all the, the developers were indian as well yeah it, it it looked really good like it's a game that like definitely piqued my interest um other than that, we got Bear and Breakfast, which I don't know how I feel about this one. A lot of people are excited about this I don't one. I even saw this. So this one is basically like it's it's a lot of people are just like as a as, as a surface comparison, comparing it to Animal Crossing, where it's like you're managing things and, you know, you're 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 doing all these types of things. You're well, a bear I'm sold that, already. You're, you're a bear that runs a bed and breakfast. Oh, that's amazing! I'm sold. That yeah. Sounds great. So <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I I like need I need I need to like think about this one more before it's something I dive into. But it definitely <laughs> seems like something that can. It seems like something that can have legs, especially in like again the current climate that we're in. More of oh, these peaceful games, you know. Yes. <laughs> like the current way the world is, or at least the United States. Like there, there's there's a lot of room for these types of games that that are are, are more calming experiences. Uh, so that that looked interesting. Obviously, a short hike, which we talked about, which uh, I definitely recommend. Like that's, it's a fantastic experience. Like, not something I'd say is my game of the year or you know, whatever, but like something that I think is definitely worth checking out if that's your type of uh, type of thing. Uh, and then we got uh, an interesting. This one actually looked kind of interesting to me, which is called Card Shark, which is it was like uh, basically like like I don't know like seemed like it was set in like victorian england i don't know if that's where it's actually set but you're like a gambler that like is hustling people with cards i don't know it looked interesting i don't know if it's something i'd actually buy but yeah definitely looked interesting torchlight 3 which i don't know i've never played a torchlight game i know there's people that love those games but i have nothing to say about them unfortunately manifold garden which i did not know about this game but this looks like it's in the same vein as Super Liminal, where it's like a very uh, trippy puzzle game, which I believe is also 
available now. So if that's something that sounds like your jam, it's definitely worth checking out. It it looks really good. It's probably going to be something that I end up buying because it uh it just looks like my type of game. Like it's a very uh trippy puzzle game, and I'm I'm all about puzzle games. And then we got Evergate, which was not a game that did too much for me. I don't know if either of you cared about the Evergate. These last, I must have just missed the end of this direct because I did not see any of these last couple ones you mentioned. Yeah, it. I've seen people compare it to Ori and the Will of the Wisps in like visual style and like platforming and stuff. It didn't look bad. It's just like not something that that I. I'm gonna jump out of my seat and grab. And then the the closing uh, reveal, which Todd is not gonna care about, but I'm actually kind of intrigued by, is a uh, a free update coming to Untitled Goose Game, which adds. Oh, nice! Fuck yeah! Oh, let's go. Todd does not like <laughs> Untitled Goose Game. I don't. I, I just think it's whatever. I don't. I, I mean, I get it. Like, it's a funny premise, you know. That's, a, that's it, about all it is. It's weird to me because, like, to me. Like, it's another one of those games where, yeah, you play, like, the chaotic character, but at the same time, it's, like, one of those peaceful experiences. It's weird that you don't don't jive with it. It's got, like, good, good subtle music, good art style, like, very subtle art style. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't think the gameplay was fun, and there's not really a story there, so if I'm not really into that gameplay, then... I don't know. Yeah, it just wasn't. I was like, oh, let me drag this fucking thing over here. Okay, yeah, I'm a duck. Quack, quack. Okay, yeah, you're gonna go fuck I, out. I, let me go I pick your I, pocket. Yeah, I guess I can get on board. I, I guess I can understand. I can see that. I can see why that that uh, might not click with you. But before we wrap things up, the last thing that I wanted to to kind of throw a wrench in the podcast and add probably too much time to this than I wanted to add is. Because it's the first time in a while that we're we're coming up crispy on that 60 minute mark, and I don't want to go too far over that. Well, I got something do... else we got to talk about once you're done, like usual. Wait, you have something else you want to talk about? No, I just want to throw in a plug for something because I haven't even watched it yet. But uh, High Score is on Netflix now. It's a documentary on yes. video games, and I heard I it's fucking it. amazing. I haven't, pro- I haven't seen anything, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. I'm probably gonna watch the first episode tonight, actually, because I'm, I'm, I'm very waiting for Amanda to get home. <laughs> um, I've heard nothing but good things about that. Have you seen that, Mike? Uh, I saw that it was there. I haven't watched it, but I, I it like think, pops up as like top recommendation for me. I for some reason think it has something. It might be the same people that made the toys that made us, Maybe. which is like a. I've watched some of those episodes, which is like basically what it sounds like. It's just deep dives on like Ninja Turtles toys and fucking GI Joes and stuff. I think That's it's the same than make... people. But uh, yeah, high score. Oh, I was by Cookie nothing. Masterson. I have no idea, but I've heard it's nothing. The same voice. Remember, uh, the guy in uh, Jackbox. He does the. He's like the one that narrates the toys that made us. He does. I remember like listening to him. Like that's the same fucking guy. It's the same if, person though. I believe so. Like if you listen after this episode, like just crack open one of those. It might have been the movies that made us, but I think it's the same voice over for both. But like listening to it, it's like, oh, that's the guy. I'm actually going to be mad if it if that's the case, and I didn't pick that up because I'm going to be mad at myself for not picking that up because I've played every fucking Jackbox game. Um, interesting. Wait, so that's what you wanted to plug, Todd, was high score? 
Yes, because I, right. I, uh, I haven't watched it yet, and I wanted that, so I figured you guys would. If you yeah, I can't me. wait. I'm, I, I've been jazzed to, to watch that all week. I do, again, this week is just fucking garbage for me. Not garbage because I have so much going on, not because the things that are going on are garbage. Uh, except for the editing stuff, I'm really not a video, video editor, and we've had some hiccups with the first panel, so dealing with that all day has not been fucking great. But uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I do think it's worth mentioning and talking about and hashing out is Todd has said more than once to me, and I think he might have said it in the call before we started recording the podcast, that he is debating switching from Xbox to PlayStation as his main console. And I just need to know where his brain's at with this and why. (laughs) Um, It's fine if that's what you do. I mean, I'll tell you this. Before you even give any fucking input here, I'll say this. If you do this, there is the small <laughs> possibility that you also push me to do it, which is why it's such an important thing for me personally, because it's like, I know, I if know, there's I anyone just... that I play the most Xbox with, it is Todd. So if Todd decides to make his main platform PlayStation, that could potentially push me to PlayStation. And that well, is like... obviously going to get both, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah, I'm definitely if... going to get both. But, all right, go. Do, do your... Do your thing. I'm going to drink no, some my no, no. It's so fucking drunk right now. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I personally, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I'm getting less to the point where I, I have is, you're the only person I play with on Xbox. So, like, I don't really have any other people I play with. I play with, like, Mike occasionally. And, like, you know, we may, might get a crew together every once in a while. But I feel like I have more people that I possibly could play with on PlayStation um, than I do on Xbox. Because every person I have on PlayStation, I know personally. Personally, like my Xbox list is like, I don't know if I fucking, who's this guy? You, this guy I met in fucking 20, 2010, yeah. you know, like it's like, um, so I don't know. It's, uh, I, I you're going to think I'm crazy. Uh, no, I actually, I'm not going to say this because I actually don't agree with this. Uh, but the control is not bothering me as much as it would. I just like the swipe pad. I clean my sword off every fucking time and ghost, you know, like in a yeah, but that's stupid a specific, shit. That's a first but party I, game making use of that. It's fucking, of course, you know, of course. Well, here's the thing. If if you make the switch and you're playing games like Overwatch or something on this, they're not making use of the fucking swipe pad. No, I don't care a shit about that. But I'm not going to like Overwatch. It's fucking dead to me. Yeah, but I'm saying whatever the next multiplayer game, because here's the thing is if you switch to PlayStation, this becomes your multiplayer machine, too. So, like, all these, like, cross-platform multiplayer games aren't going to be necessarily making use of... You know what, maybe I would probably stick multiplayer to Xbox. So you're not making the Switch, then? This is a pointless conversation. No, because, like, a game like, um, what's the one that was from, is it Arcane? That got pushed back? Yes, like, a game like that, like, I would probably get that for PlayStation over Xbox. But Why? Because of, like, what they're saying they're implementing with the haptic feedback on the controllers, the idea that, like, if your gun jams, your triggers, you can't use your triggers. Like, shit like that, I think, is really cool. And that would, yeah, no, I'm all ha- about, like, I'm The haptic about- feedback on the PlayStation controller is cool. I do want to throw out, since you brought that up, is that, obviously not to the extent of what, of what that explanation with, like, the jamming triggers is saying, but Nintendo has HD rumble with the switch and everyone fucking laughs at it but it's actually really fucking good oh, dude, it's I was like say, good I, rumble. i'm a rumble guy like i always if i don't have rumble i have like issues with, I, like i need like i like in, like controllers that make me feel like i think the playstation 4 did a really good job with 
that aspect of the controller, not so much the comfort. Um, but you know how Listen, that like I, that speaker talks to you in the middle, like this the the, the, the first party games that like you know they. Yeah, it's the same thing Nintendo does with their controllers. They, yeah, absolutely. They, their first-party games cater to, like, the Wiimote. Skyward Sword talked to you. Like, the, the fucking Wii Remote talked to you. It did certain things. Like, they, they do that stuff with their first-party games. I'm not, I'm never going to sit here and say that the DualShock is a better controller than the Xbox controller because I don't think it is. I think, I think no matter what, offset sticks is the main thing. Offset sticks... I agree with that. I think the controllers aren't made that well, though. On, on the Xbox controllers, like they're they're comfortable. I just don't think they're made to last. I think you like if you hold an Xbox controller and then you hold a PlayStation, a PlayStation controller definitely feels a lot heavier for a smaller controller. It feels like there's like more like uh, maybe I'm crazy, but and I like, the Xbox controller fits so perfectly. Oh no, that's in my no. Hands. I agree with that completely and the analogs are a huge deal like that's like why it's so Wait, good but you think I'm, this is you think the xbox controller isn't built well i think that it's uh i think that it, the playstation one feels more durable overall compared to like that like weight wise okay. it feels like it's i mean i i don't get that feeling but i mean you know if that's honestly how you feel. this generation i probably no joke have bought anywhere from 10 to 15 xbox one controllers. yeah but how much more do you play xbox and playstation no, I know. It's not, I'm not even comparing it to that, but I don't feel like I should be buying 15 Xbox One controllers. I mean, how many hours have you put in Overwatch? Like 30 or 40. Fuck you. 30, <laughs> I have 40, no idea. Thousand. I haven't looked. Yeah. I mean, real. like that. that a couple like, days worth. Like, yeah, you, you, you put in some work. A couple months work. worth. <laughs> yeah, you put in some work with those games. That's going to absolutely beat up your controller. I will say, and it, it might have a lot to do with Overwatch because. And that's why I would we, never buy that other controller. Since we've since we've played a lot less Overwatch, like when we were in the height of Overwatch for a few years, I was buying it at least one controller a year, sometimes two. But since we've kind of slowed down in Overwatch, like my I got a I got a controller from Xbox Design Lab, which is like my favorite thing on the planet. Like even if you, you should just go on the Xbox Design Lab website and just build a controller just to fucking do it. Not even buy it, just build the controller because it's fun to do. Um. But I, ever since I bought my Design Lab controller that I built on the Xbox website, like this controller has zero issues. It has I have never even had to contemplate replacing it. Um, and it's I think two years old at this point. So I mean it's they definitely have durability. But if you're gonna be playing you know a thousand plus hours of a game that is causing you to jam I the feel sticks like I always have, the analogs I have issues with all the time though. Like I feel like the I don't know. They feel loose, even when I get a new controller. Maybe it's just because I've gone through some. I don't know at this point, but I think it's because you play so much Xbox. I think if you yeah. switch to primarily playing on PlayStation, you'd probably end up going through more PlayStation controllers too. Um, I mean, I play Switch the most, and I have, I have definitely, uh, thankfully, not dealt with any Joy-Con drift. But I have definitely not fully broken the Joy Cons, but I've definitely made the joysticks on some of my Joy Cons very very yeah, you have multiple hard. ones so it would like you probably like saved it for, like I, I, mine actually lasted four years i I, I switched them out when they feel a little uh worn in i'm currently rocking the, the pink and purple though because that's like my favorite color scheme that i have and uh i'm gonna be really sad actually the the uh the pink one's a little loose so the pink one might be on the way out soon i do they all i feel like 
that's what I dealt with on my last one. The left side would get loose and it would almost like pop out without even having to press a button or anything to pop it out. Oh, you mean it comes off your switch? Yes. Oh, I'm talking about the joystick just being a little bit, has a little more play. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's whatever. So, so where we're standing, before we wrap this up, where we're standing here is you're not switching your multiplayer gaming to PlayStation. No, I, I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest with you. I mean, I honestly, give me some, more, give me a little more details and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I mean, besides Switch, take, uh, obviously re- remove Nintendo from the equation because I'm, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. It. But as far as, as Xbox and PlayStation are concerned, there is no reason for me to switch my my like main platform. And I think it honestly, like, the main thing comes down to I just like the Xbox controller more than I'll ever like the DualShock. I've I've honestly never liked the DualShock. I've never liked any of the iterations. They they never fit my hand properly. And I used to like back in the Xbox PS2 era, I preferred the PS2. That was my main platform besides GameCube. Like PS2 and GameCube were my main consoles. I got an Xbox way later because of Halo. Um, but I I didn't really love the DualShock back then. Like I, I just don't. The DualShock's just not a good controller. I I do not like it at all. I wish I I wish they just they learned that we're at a point where I can't imagine controllers unless they do something funky like the Joy Cons or something or you know motion controls or something different. I think like a standard controller, they're all going to look pretty similar for a reason. And if you look at the Stadia controller, the Switch Pro controller, the Xbox controller, those all look the same. The DualShock looks different. The DualShock's the least comfortable one, in my opinion, out of all those. You're just biased. Fuck Stadia. (laughs) But that controller's great. That controller's gorgeous. Mike, what about you? Are you stay? Are you are you gonna stay on Xbox primarily, or are you gonna move to PlayStation? Um, I don't know. As it currently stands, I have no real allegiance. No allegiance and no um reason to buy either of them anytime soon. What's gonna end up happening is eventually they will no. be a game. I was no, like, oh, no. I really want to play this game. Persona Six. And, yeah, no. you keep saying that. I know. Mike, you're gonna get one. You're gonna get one way sooner than you're saying you're gonna get one. Because we're gonna get one. And we're gonna be like, Mike, come on, Mike, you gotta, you know, and you're gonna just cave and get one of them out the game. You know you how know much I enjoy, them. Todd. You know how much I enjoy <laughs> saying I'm not playing with you guys. Like, it is. Sure. It's like until that game things. comes out, and, you're and like, then Fuck. it's gonna I, be even better when you're like, oh, come on, Mike, we're gonna play Anthem two on the Xbox fucking series doobly doo, and I'm just like, guys, I don't have any of those things. Fuck, we're going way over right now, too, and I have something else I need to say, too. Get it in now. Get it in now. (laughs) Get it in? (laughs) No, I just wanted to say that, um, what's it called? The Avengers beta is back up and running, so uh, game of the year. No, I want to say that I dived into some of the, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, and I was saying how I didn't like it. Um, I dived into an open world level with the Hulk, and it's probably stupid, but I had a really good time just jumping really far with the Hulk. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun now. But then, like, the combat still wasn't on point. But I think that game is going to all be based on if we play together. And I think that's all it comes down to. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's it. I don't think I'm going to give a shit about the story. But I'm going to want to do, like, the Destiny-style stuff as, like, a squad. You know, like, we're all playing different 
Avengers. Yeah. I'm going to buy it because I'm an idiot. And, you know, I'll probably fucking talk shit about it the whole time I'm playing it. But uh, I did enjoy the open world levels. I didn't like getting there at all. I fucking hated getting there. But the open world level seemed more... It was basically like Overwatch-style things, too. It's like, hold this objective while we fight off waves of enemies, you know? like. Uh, all right, Todd, if you're going to buy it, if you're going to commit to that, then I'm not downloading the beta. I'm just going to buy the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably get it because there's no way I... I feel like we're going to want to play something like that. And I don't know. Maybe I'll find a character that I like, you know? Hulk's Mike? cool to jump around with, but I don't really like necessarily know if I, I'm sold on his combat side. But it's basically an Ultimate Alliance game for us to play. Mike, you you jumping in, Mike? You getting uh, you gonna hang out with Lord Shax in the in the multiverse? So we buying yeah. this on PlayStation Four though, right? Do some Crucible. Uh, do it. I I am I am definitively gonna say right now there is nothing that has made me think I will in the next generation of consoles switch over to being a primarily PlayStation console gamer. I no, have... I'm saying we're buying this game on PlayStation though, because that's no, what I'm buying. No, because I don't care about Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll just play with someone else then. Have fun. Have fun. <laughs> no, I want achievements. I want achievements. I want achievements too. I, I'll say this. Like, I have probably played more PlayStation this year than Xbox, simply because of things like Final Fantasy VII, Last of Us, Last of Us Two. Uh, and now Persona, but I still love the Xbox UI. I love the controller. I, I like. I would prefer to play things that are available on both platforms on an Xbox. Like you know I have that? no problem. I have no problem buying a PlayStation to play PlayStation games. But I'm probably never gonna buy games that I could buy on my Switch or on my Xbox on PlayStation. Well, you know what's weird, too, about the UI with Xbox? I don't think the UI is bad, um, but I think that 360's UI was way more intuitive, I think. I, I feel like the 360, I feel like they took a step back this generation with the UI. I thought it was always, because they switched it up so many times. I feel like where it is right now, it's definitely way smoother. Where it is right now, uh, it's probably the best it's ever been, but like there was so many things missing from the beginning, and I don't know. I uh the 360 was the, the the peak of it for me. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't really think, honestly, between all three consoles, I think they are all lacking something. They don't have, like, none of the three of them, none of them are perfect. Like, the Switch is very snappy and quick, but it's very bare bones. Like, there could be something else there. The PlayStation 1 feels very slow and unintuitive to me. And even though I've spent way more time in PlayStation uh, this year, it still hasn't like clicked with me on a level that I think that it is a good UI. I know so many people say they hate the Xbox UI and like the PlayStation UI, but spending so much time in the PlayStation ecosystem this year and you know living almost all of my X like between Xbox and PlayStation time, living all of that time in the Xbox ecosystem, even if you could say that I'm like you know, numb to the Xbox ecosystem because I'm so used to it, the PlayStation 1 still hasn't grown so on me. Numb. It all comes back to fucking Linkin Park. <laughs> but, it's in the, yeah, it's in the I don't know. I'm I'm just very happy that we got to the bottom of this, that Todd is not going to switch to being a PlayStation gamer because no, I, I, don't, 100%. I, don't, I don't want that conundrum. I don't want that struggle, the inner struggle, because... It's going to be the first console I buy, to be honest with you. I'll probably buy that before Xbox. Because sure. I don't think there's a reason to buy Xbox. I, I mean, I'm just going to use my, my One X until for the time being. 
Yeah, I mean, I I also have an X, so I mean, I'm probably gonna end up buying it because I'm stupid. But at the same time, like I I think that Sony's approach to next gen, they're hinging on you need to buy a PS5. Microsoft's approach to next gen is sure we want you to buy a Series X, but we we really just want you to buy Game Pass. So if you get Game Pass and give us your subscription money, that's enough for now. And when you decide that it's enough. Or when you decide it's time to transfer over or upgrade, then we'll take you. Um, where PlayStation doesn't really have that model available. They they need you to buy a PlayStation 5. Microsoft will be fine if you buy Game Pass. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Passing Control Podcast, episode 215. If you are a friend of the show, fan of the show, want to help support the show, you can do that in a few different ways. Uh, the easiest way and the freest way to do that is to share us on social media, subscribe to the show, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on iTunes on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there. It takes two seconds. It's very beneficial. Or wherever you listen to us, if there is an option to leave a review or give us five stars, we would very, 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 very much appreciate that. If you do have a few bucks kicking around, you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to twitch.tv slash passcontroller and subscribing to the channel. You can do that by going to passcontroller.threadless.com and buying something from our store or going to patreon.com slash passcontroller and becoming a patron. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You can find all of our content at passcontroller.io where we do opinion pieces, reviews, stuff like that. You can join our Discord by going to our pin tweet on Twitter. That's the easiest way to do it. If you find us on social media elsewhere at Pass Controller, you can DM us and I will get you an invite to the Discord so you can come hang out with us in our community, play games with us, etc. If you want to hang out with me, talk to me, bother me, I'm on social media across the board at Groom. You can find Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature. You can find Mike at underscore Mycopath and tell him, why haven't you been fucking playing Microsoft Flight Simulator like you said you were going to? You bitch. I never said I was going to. You said I, it? Sent the pic- I sent the picture, and then I think I even said, like, I'm only downloading this so I can say I'm not playing it. I'm pretty sure that is what you said. Um, but I, I conflated that in my brain and, and took it as a game you were playing at the beginning of the episode. But anyways, look for our PAX panels to drop in September live on the Twitch channel for PAX. It's going to be at PAX 3. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 215 of the Pass Control Podcast. If you have to go outside, please wear a goddamn fucking mask. <laughs>